1: Hi, guy. David Lee Scale. Scott Bass with you. It is Spit. It's Tuesday. It's the November. It's the 3rd of November, I should say. Excuse me. And that means it's election day here in the United States of America.
0: David, good morning. This show will go down in infamy. It was recorded on the first day of our second Civil War. Oh,
1: man. You're coming in with a hot take right off the bat.
0: How are you going to defend your house and home? Did you go out and buy a gun?
1: No, no, I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. I I have faith in uh, the American institutions, the checks and balances, the, um, the Federalist Papers, Federalist Number 10, James Madison.
0: Look it up. Well, you must have <laughs> forgotten all of the rest of 2020 then because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the final chapter. This is the um the grand finale. One might say right. if you were viewing fireworks and it's right. all setting off today. So uh it was nice knowing you. <laughs> well, that's sort of a
1: um I'm surprised you come you're coming in with such a um fatalist point of
0: view here. I call it like I see it. Um you and I may live in different countries the next time we get together to record. <laughs> yeah. Could be a yeah. big boundary line. Um you know what's funny? That None of that was funny, but uh, I feel like ladies who lunch with you, except for dudes sipping coffee, it's like our weekly gossip get together. I get my coffee, I sit down. It's like I see old men getting together at the yeah. like, corner, corner coffee shop, <laughs> and they get the same exact thing for 30 years. They kind of dress like this, too. Exactly. They wear
1: like a college hat that says like a college name and like a pullover, you know? <laughs> like exactly. This, this is what, because I see those guys all the time. There's actually a crew of them that go to, or used to go to the Starbucks, um, which, which is interesting, right? It's kind of a bummer that they don't get to get together anymore. Maybe they're on Zoom right now. There's so many um, topics of political persuasion that I just don't want to go down those rabbit holes. but I would like to talk with you offline about some of it, but um, I don't think that that's the place for this show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did notice something of political nature, and that was your girlfriend pulling on your udder (laughs) for Halloween. You had your udder pulled and stroked, it looks like, for Halloween. I
0: saw on Instagram. Tell me about that. Six udders, actually. Actually, I think there's four udders, not six. (laughs) Yeah, uh, probably five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, actually not my girlfriend. That was my milkmaid. And um, this is a new trend. I don't know if you've been following TikTok or any other popular websites, but um, you don't have to wear the cow outfit if you don't want to. You could still have the milking done, but it requires a professional milkmaid in order to do it. Mine specifically came from Germany. Wearing the traditional garb, as you can see, and the pigtails, and uh, yeah, that's how I spent it, my Halloween.
1: You said professional, as if um, there's some transaction that occurs. There's some. Is there some financial transaction that occurs to get your udders pulled?
0: There is a transaction. It is not financial, and um, I meant more <laughs> professional in terms of level of expertise, more oh. so than you know, letting the government know that you're doing something professional. Okay. Okay. Well, we're tiptoeing around this one pretty good, I guess. How was your How was your Halloween? Was it as exciting?
1: No. I mean, look, my Halloween's always... Um, I mean, dude, look at the way I'm dressed. Are you kidding me? What do you think? I'm like the guy that turns all the lights off and goes and hides in his bedroom.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We did the uh, same actually on Halloween, but that photo is from the night before.
1: Yeah. So. Well, it looked like you guys had a few libations in you you looked loose and ready to party
0: yep that's i try to get nice and uh limber before a milking session you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> stretch out all the phalanges you know <laughs> take whatever medications i need to loosen up entirely so it's not my first first time
1: like eliquis you probably take blood thinners or something
0: something like that hey
1: um i got a question um regarding libations i sent you Van Morrison's poetic champions compo- compose the album, and I said, "David, please drink a bottle of red wine or whatever, and listen to this album in its entirety." In a moment, it needs—you need to be in the right yeah. moment for that album. It needs to be like you know, a melancholy, you know, sort of, um, you know. Did you read? Did
0: you do what I suggested? I listened to the album, but I didn't do it as you suggested. I listened to it that day when I was at work at the office, but I put it on my playlist to come back and cycle through. Cause I agree with you. It needs, I fully appreciate it. I fully get it, but you need a couple of listen, listen throughs.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. So, uh, but I will do it with a bottle of red wine if that's what you prescribe. Good. I, yeah,
1: I, I think so. I, for <laughs> you, I, I will prescribe this.
0: Okay. I've got a follow up from last week too. Yeah. Um, quote, bass is a master at the surf report. A kook won't even know if he should cut out of work or not. When you listen to it, it sounds almost like a weather report, wind, wide range of swell size, swell direction. And if you don't know what any of that means for the beaches around you, then it actually means nothing. I live in San Diego County and he's on the local NPR station. I used to think that he would miss some key details. And then I realized he's actually keeping the good spots empty, radical. I have left work early after hearing his 30-second report um, because, in my mind, I could see the what the exact waves will be doing at the different spots based on his report. End
1: quote. Wow, that was very flattering. Well, thank you very much. That's that was kind of that gentleman, and um, yeah.
0: Did it sound like a real person wrote it? <laughs> yeah, did <you> think I, <laughs> so, so, sounded like something I might have typed up. <laughs>
1: I'm you just know. kidding.
0: I swear that did come from a listener. I did not make that up. And a long time listener, this guy has been messaging and emailing since early days. So um, he's a big cool. fan. All right, good um, stuff. Another follow up. I mentioned uh, a new sponsor two weeks ago, which is NVS Fins. Yes. SurfNVS dot com. The promo code is the word podcast. You get ten percent off. Do you know who? You got to know who John Llane is, right? Yes. Jack LeLane's yes. son.
1: Yeah, surfer from Malibu.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll tie these this sponsor into an actual story. Um,
1: you know what? Listeners might not know who Jack LeLane is, believe it or not. You I might know. give a, a quick rundown on Jack LeLane. He was a fitness Dude. guru, lived into his 90s, was like this like when he was in his 90s, he was doing like, you know, 35 pull-ups and 35 sit-ups and he was just like this fitness icon in 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 the United States culture. Uh, Again, this is like 50s, 60s, 70s, 1950s, 60s, 70. but he lived into his 80s and 90s, I believe, and was just always like, he would like run a marathon at age 95 or whatever. He was like crazy. So that's who John LaLanne's father was. He was well known.
0: Yeah. And I'm shocked that we even need, you're right. We absolutely need to describe it because I mentioned to my milkmaid uh, that I was going (laughs) to, well, she's from Germany. I mean, give her a break. You know, like,
1: Germans aren't going to know who Jack LaLanne is.
0: That I was going to be interviewing John Lelane, And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I know. You don't know who he is, but you know Jack Lelane, right? And she's like, no, who's Jack Lelane? I was like, what? I'm like, you know the juicer that we have in the kitchen that says Jack La- Like, literally, it's a Jack Lelane juicer. It's probably the most popular juicer of all time, you know? Um, at any rate, his son, John, and by the way, John, I'm sorry, Jack Lelaine." the guy that you described, and his wife too, Elaine Lelaine, has also, she kind of had her own celebrity alongside Jack for the exact same reasons, like super fit. They were a fitness couple. They're referred to as kind of the the godfather and godmother of fitness as a lifestyle. Um, anyways, John Lelaine, like you said, grew up surfing, and he actually started shaping surfboards on the day that Clark Foam closed, believe it or not. kind of an ominous start to a business, but um, I've been following him on Instagram for a while and he just makes these radical like spaceship bizarre out there designs that I'm not sure whether or not they're functional. I've never ridden one, but he's such an interesting dude and he really is. Like if you've ever met him, like long hair, really kind of out there, um, really kind, really thoughtful and like not not the type of out there that just rambles and speaks endlessly like he'll shut up and listen when i start talking but he he is kind of bouncing off the walls so i wanted to interview him for the podcast and um he's telling me about these fins like he has this specific fin that he wants to that he used to have made by somebody else for his boards and like customers expect this with this board this specific fin, and he can't get it anymore and i'm like dude NVS like NVS will hook you up. Like I've gotten feedback from listeners, not even shapers, but just listeners who had like thought of a fin design that they wanted for their specific board and it's not available on the market, they've had NVS do them a one-off fin. So, you know, you don't have to worry about hitting production minimums or whatever if you are a small shaper. They have the ability just to do one-off customs of your template, your foil, all that sort of stuff. And so they're going to hook up John Lillane, but that's just a great, uh, I don't know, benefit of having a small business where there's only two people and you can have really customized service. And by the way, it still ends up being cheaper than a lot of kind of other fins that you would buy at retail. So NVS fins, surf promo code podcast, 10% off.
1: Promo code podcast NVS fins. So I was interviewing Taylor Knox the other day and we were having a great little chat and we were talking, I was talking to him about different boards that he rides now that he's not on tour. And he was talking about this cool board that Chris Borst made him. And he's like, you know, I don't know. At first it didn't work. And then I put, I put in these different fins, these NVS fins. And, and I'm like, Oh, the NVS, the C drives. He goes, no, no, no. There were these other ones with like, kind of like a big twin fin side fin with like a, like a flat sort of just like a, just a very avant-garde looking fin right with the trailer fin and he goes oh my god the board works so much better with the fins it's ridiculous and we kind of went on a little talk about you know was it the board or was it the fins you know how important are fins and fins are obviously very important it changed this board from being sort of you know maybe a dud to just being miraculous and just a board that he absolutely loves so Shout out to those uh, NVS fin guys. They're, they're, uh, I'm excited that they're a part of uh, the show.
0: Me too. And we are going to give away fins too. I got that approved with them. Um, but it's we cannot overstate the point that you just made with Taylor. Fin, if you think your board sucks, swap out the fins, maybe with a little bit of guidance from a shaper. And it it radically changes the surfboard. It's like having a different surfboard. So here's the challenge, and, and you and I've spoke about this before.
1: <clears throat> and, and, and I'm going to speak for both of us and say, look, David and I are challenging you, the listener right now, to just do this one experiment. Take your board down with the fins that are in it and grab another set of fins, whatever they might be. But just grab one other set of fins, maybe two others if you want to you know, really extend the experiment. But go ride you know five or six or ten waves on the one board on, on the one set of fins come into the beach, change out the fins. Just do it this one time. I know we're generally, I'm not going to speak for the masses, but I'm sort of slothful in that regard. Me too. But change out the fins, go back out, ride it with the new fins, and do it a few times. And you're going to be blown away um, just by how much difference fins are going to make in regards to how your board surfs. You owe it to yourself to do that one time.
0: My, honestly, my surfing progression has been drastically hindered by attributing all the problems to my lack of t- ability like i'll surf terribly for two months straight and it's something as simple as that and then i'll swap out the fins have a good session and go oh man i really feel a lot mm-hmm. better today like i'm surfing better it takes me time to realize no you actually made a structural change to the equipment that was the difference and then i start riding that new equipment i'm like oh my gosh What was I doing for two months? Just blindly showing up at the beach and battling out, and just trying to like get exercise, but not thinking about what was actually happening, and just attributing it to my own lack of ability. You know?
1: Yeah, you know, um, like I said, fins are a big deal, and they are. It's it's a fun experiment and exercise for you guys listening to do it. Just do it. You know, just try it. By the way, I'm on week two of Taylor Knox's uh, Arc Method Age Reversing Conditioning courses that um, that he's put out there. And uh, I mean, dude, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, I could see it (laughs) immediately. (laughs) Um, So a listener, we talked about this a month or two ago. I think it was right before maybe Taylor officially launched whatever the platform is that he's doing. Um, And the listener goes, hey, I want to get into that where do you, where do I find it? And I go, you know, I know he posts videos on YouTube a little bit. So they go, yeah, I could find some videos over here and some videos over there, but like there isn't a platform that exists. And within a week I saw that it looked like Taylor had launched a new platform. What is it exactly? Yeah. It's called
1: arcmethodcourses.com, right? So it's three different sets of 10 week courses. So there's an introductory 10 weeks, there's an intermediate 10 weeks, then there's an advanced 10 weeks. And I'm obviously in the introductory 10 weeks. I'm on week two. Um, And I, you know, I, you know, to be brutally honest, I'm, I've always been kind of like, ah, you know, whatever, you know, like I've just never been one to totally get too into exercising. I've been sort of as Barton Lynch said, I've been sort of on the Michael Ho theory of just go surfing. You know, that's my exercise. And at my age, that leads to it just doesn't work. You know, I'm too active, and so my body gets beat up pretty easily. And so I need to keep it in um, in a fine in a fine place. And- and I'm also one of those guys that I won't do anything until it's too late. Like when I can't roll out of bed, then I'm like, "Oh, I better call Taylor." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not being proactive, but but so now I did have one of those moments a couple of weeks ago where I was like, "God, I, my back was tweaked." I mean, I was hobbling around, and I'm like, "Okay, it's time to get into the solution." You know, I, I need to build my core back up, and uh, you know, it's been you know a month and a half, six, three months of sourdough instead of paleo. You know, and I was getting a little pudgy, right. and so anyway. Um, I'm excited to be on it. And, uh, arc is where, where you can check it out.
0: Um, Brad Gerlach too, just announced he's officially launching his training program. Wave key.
1: I think it's wave Kai, isn't it? Kai? No. Key? Wave, wave key. key. Oh, okay.
0: Um, which is interesting. And I'm going to actually interview him for the podcast about that as well. We've been meaning to connect for quite a long time, but I'm curious about it. And I'm curious about Taylor's thing too. I feel the exact same way as you. Is I've never exercised the amount of discipline that I should. You know, like I've been blessed with pretty good like genetics and I can just skate by for the most part, except you won't be able to forever. And any work that you do on the front end will exponentially benefit you on the back end. And uh, those guys are kind of great examples of that we would want to follow for sure. Yeah,
1: you absolutely nailed it. Both Brad and Taylor are in such great shape and they're such good surfers. And oh, by the way, they're right in my demographic. I mean, I went to high school with Brad. And so uh, when I see those guys, it's inspiring. I'm Mm -hmm. not kidding. Taylor Knox is inspiring me because I still have the juice, or at least in my brain I do. I want to go out there and get my WCT on and I simply can't do it um, as I, you know, sort of melt away into my chair here, I got to get up and get into action.
0: Um, one final word on fins. We had talked a while months ago about, um, Noah Dean's stab in the dark. Mm -hmm. And we, we specifically talked about Panda surfboards and Noah riding the wrong fins in that. And then Blake from Panda reached out and said, Oh yeah, I'm glad you guys picked that up because I really recommended that they should ride these fins. I'm going to chat with Blake later today. Uh, for the podcast yeah so we'll do a deep dive into fins and specifically that board design and what it was designed what the fins were supposed to do and all that good so lots of fin conversations coming up yeah good yeah uh what do you got in surf news well i i've
1: got this follow-up from ben do you want to read what ben said i sort of boiled it down a little bit go for it one of our listeners from uh the uk sent us an email, and I'm going to, like I said, I boiled it down a little bit. It says, David Scott, I frankly find it a cop-out when people say, keep the politics out of whatever it may be, sports or entertainment, etc. A person's politics is a reflection of how they see the world. Do they believe in helping others, or are they all about number one? Tyler Wright did a brave thing by speaking about the BLM movement, and some of the comments on her Instagram post made me feel both angry and sad. Although your show is about surfing, surfing is life, politics is life. You can't always talk about the one without mentioning the other. I love the fact that you two express your opinions. I don't always agree, but I'd love you to keep doing it. And um, I thought that was a pretty telling and well-stated email. There's some other stuff in there that I, I left out, and I don't know if you want to go there, but.
0: No, I like it. I agree with him. And um,
1: oh, by the way, I, he went and surfed, right? That picture. Yeah. So Ben also sent us a picture of him surfing at the wave in um, the UK somewhere. Is Bristol. Bristol, right. And um, he's getting shacked out of his brain. That wave looks like fun. What's that gentleman's name that runs the Bristol again? I forget. Yeah, off the top of my head. But he, he listens to the show. And I mean, shoot, I'd I love to go to. I actually, yeah, I want to go to England. I want to do a boardroom show in England. That'd you know, be
0: amazing. Good yeah. I'll meet you there.
1: Yeah. No, um, I'm going to do it. I, I, yeah. As soon as this thing's over, uh, we're going to England with the boardroom show.
0: My milkmaid actually used to live in England.
1: Really? So she's <laughs> really? not German. So she, she fleed the third Reich or what's the deal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just spent a couple of years there, a little detour. So yeah, well, we would, we what, would what's love. Her
1: na- what's her name? <laughs> Is it Helga? Like what's the deal here? This German milkmaid.
0: Um, so we would love the opportunity to go back. <laughs> okay. And I have friends there too. So yeah, we're always looking for, an, if they'll let us in, by the way, as Americans. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but, and this actually was this, I don't think this was from Ben. This might've been from somebody else, but they said lockdowns are about to go into another four weeks here in the UK.
1: That's Ben, yeah. Oh, that was great. Ben, okay, mm.
0: yeah. He said, are they great? Of course not. Do they work? Probably. They won't get rid of the virus, but they will protect the health system from collapsing and and prevent the subsequent avoidable avalanche of deaths. So I think that kind of gets right to the point. Um, At any rate, yes, he went and surfed that wave pool called The Wave in Bristol. He said he gets about 15 waves per hour. And I think he said he surfed it about 10 times now. And it's an absolute blast. He's a big advocate for it. And he sent us a photo of himself getting barreled like a water shot. If it's freaking radical. It's almost yeah. like, dude, that was worth whatever money you spent going there. That photo will you'll pass it to your grandkids to be like, look at me in my prime.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So great way, ben. ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um gosh, what were you talking about with, with what did Ben reference before the wave pool? What was the quote oh. that you read?
1: Oh, he referenced sort of mixing in politics with artists. Oh, right, 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 right.
0: Yes. Yeah, so what I was gonna say about that is uh I would love to move into an era in America specifically because I know other people live in this place already where politics, the quote, politics, little p, like it's not politics, big P that means Democrat and Republican. He's Ben's entirely right. Politics are part of your worldview. They represent your, you know, as you discuss, they represent the way that you think And those are all things. Those are the ways that you view the environment. Those are the ways that you want your kids to be raised. All of that falls under the header of politics with a small P. My problem right now is whenever anybody says the word politics, it automatically creates uh, division. It's automatically like, well, okay, we're talking politics. So are you Republican or are you Democrat? And if you identify as one of those things, it means that you're a racist or it means that you are, whatever, on this side, that's not, we need to get way past that. You know you're what either, I mean? You're either a racist or a communist. Exactly. <laughs> we need to get past all of that because to Ben's point, politics is everything, you know, and it's not, no. it doesn't need to be so divisive. It no. can be conversational. And well, so I'm in, look, looking be forward to getting past that after yeah. our second civil war.
1: Look, 90% of us are just want simple centrist, decent government. Of like course. For- there's it's like kind of like the vocal minority on each side of that, you know? Yeah. And, and the the vast majority of us, I'm assuming just want normalcy, you know, like it's not that hard.
0: Yeah, I agree. So let's, let's aim for that starting today. Okay. Look,
1: the world's best big wave surfers, David are back on call as the holding period for the Nazare Toast surfing challenge officially opened last week um i got this this email from the wsl about this i think
0: you buried the lead a little bit as far as i could see
1: it went on call yesterday that's not last week well yeah yesterday no yesterday yeah which is a huge important detail well it what's it is i didn't i i read it wrong but the the funny thing there is like immediately you're like oh they missed it by a day
0: totally i mean (laughs) But that's, so we like to, apparently I, as you identified last week, don't mind being cynical of the WSL when they actually, you know, make a mistake. Honestly, this isn't a mistake. They had the waiting period selected way in advance and the waiting period started November 2nd. So yesterday. And the swell of the decade hit three days prior.
1: Right. Which, which begs the question, you know, why have waiting periods like do we really need waiting periods um god they you know you you my initial reaction is god they really blew it you know and then i kind of pulled back a little bit and i thought well look they need to have waiting periods like they got to tell the people when yes. you know to be ready and oh by the way they do have the entire winter to stand by um it's going to get huge and big again and it in a way that they had one big swell already just means, okay, the guy's got to do a few laps. They kind of got warmed up. They're ready to go. We're definitely going to see some exciting, if that's what you consider exciting, a uh, big wave surfing at Nazare. What's your gut feeling on your level of excitement? I think I know the answer here.
0: Um, I'm not that excited. I, I, again, I just hate to be cynical. I'm not being cynical for the sake of being cynical or making it compelling debate between you and I. I'm not that excited. Even when we saw this swell on the horizon, the Ireland stuff is infinitely more exciting to me that was happening simultaneously. And so I'll read the headline alone kind of deflates. The headline alone isn't exciting. Nazare toe surf challenge presented by Hogo Santa Costa. Toe surf challenge, not that interesting, no matter where in the world it is. It's a towing event who's Hogo Santa Costa, right? So I looked that up and it's apparently some lottery. It's like a lottery in uh, Portugal. It literally looks like the lottery. They're selling scratchers. You buy tickets. Um, I'm like, who is that? What? I don't know why we're having a tow surf challenge. Isn't this, was this a big wave tour event? No, apparently it isn't. It's just this exhibition event. Well, we just saw the biggest waves happen over the last two or three days. So the last two or three days we already got. So what is the next event that we're actually looking forward to? You know, like I don't, I don't know. Do we even need it? Can we just watch the surfers go toe in there in a free surf? Okay, so
1: that's interesting. So I didn't catch that part. I thought this was part of some bigger competitive um, league, like uh, like this so. built this this built up to a, a, an accumulation of points that then prescribed a champion for us
0: not unless there is a big wave world tour or a uh, toe surfing world tour that i'm not aware of well one of the interesting sentences and you'll
1: see it as i pointed out but at the at one point in this press release it says the tentative list of surfers expected to perform sketchy that's when i said to myself perform isn't this a competition Right. And I guess it's I guess it's not, I, but it says it is, and then it says it isn't.
0: So this is just one bit. So there's not a win. Is there a winner? Um, it says, yeah, I think there is. Or there's a winning team, Yeah, obviously. Okay. So, so, so it, it is it a says, competition. It says the broadcast-only competition will host 18 competitors, making up 10 teams for a one-day event. Each team will compete in two 50-minute heats, alternating between skiing, I mean, surfing and driving the team ski. Event officials were monitor swell storms, watching for the precise conditions. Um, once the call is made by the event officials, competitors will have 72 hours notice to be ready to compete.
1: You know, it's interesting too, is that there's, it looks like there's at least three women yeah. uh, in this thing.
0: Just, does it say Justine DuPont, Maya Gabiera, and who's the third?
1: It says uh, Michelle de Bouillon. Don't know her. Me either. Brazilian.
0: Yeah. Um, well, did you watch any of the actual free surf stuff? I, I did watch some of the boiled
1: down stuff that was uh, around. I think I, I caught it on the WSL's website. I think they had um, you know some of the better rides. Um, were so, were yeah. you
0: were you riveted by it? No, no. Or riveted to it?
1: no not really i'm Me sort either. of wa- waiting for wipeouts which is sort of sad the actual surfing that goes down i mean first of all in many ways it's kind of like lamore yeah. it's like if you're riding the wave you're you're blown away you're like this is the most insane thing ever as an end you like as the rider as the guy that's experiencing it it's it's probably like landing on the moon but watching the moon landing is sort of boring <laughs> you know what i mean and that's, and it's so funny that like a man-made wave and the largest God-made wave in the world are it's kind of similar in their lack think, of appeal to the end user.
0: I think the common denominator between them is they're not relatable to our surf experience. Like watching them uh, surf Nazare is more akin to watching a snowboarder go down a mountain.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think snowboarding's way more fun to watch. I can totally relate to <laughs> I can totally relate to snowboarding. When I see a guy, you know, going, you know, whatever quarter mile down fresh powder, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm getting, you know, I'm immediately calling mammoth mountain and trying, you know, I'm,
0: I'm ready yeah. to go. But that's honestly what Kyle Lenny looks like going down a wave at Nasrae is it's a mountain sized wave and he's snowboarding it more than he is surfing it. The other detail, which we've identified for now seven years is the burger aspect to the wave. And I know there are waves that kind of barrel, but inevitably they're racing towards the edge or towards like the shoulder. And you look at where the white water is breaking and it's just like crumbling behind them. They're never going to make it to the bottom of the wave because there isn't really a bottom. So they're just kind of diagonally heading down and it's not that dramatic. I think there's angles that you could shoot it from that create a lot more drama. But when you compare that to the Mullockmore, you know, mutant in ireland that is shot from the water looking up at the thing doubling up that is a freak show that's straight out of nightmares you know
1: yeah no for sure i mean that that ireland footage was all time that was just and that guy connor mcguire i guess is his last name mcguire incredible massive i mean that was just at one point if you freeze frame that ride Man, that is just such a huge-ass wave, and and it's heaving. Now, did you have that moment like I did where I'm like, God, he could have been a little deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Always. Why didn't he stall? I think he could have made it.
0: (laughs) Um, Holy shit. (laughs) I know. Uh, So remember we were talking about the big wave uh, debacle between Justine DuPont and Maya Gabriera for the Ganesh record a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And we're saying like, look, we got to figure out, it's not just wave height that matters. It's magnitude, like the magnitude of the moving water itself. And I would argue that Connor's wave, there's more power moving through that wave than is moving through Kai Lenny's wave at Nazare on the same day. It's more impressive. It's actually, if you've wiped out, I would argue you're going to get more of a beating from the Molochmore wave, you know, and of course well, it's impossible to measure, but.
1: Yeah. Let me just stop you right there because I I don't think that, the, I think that the power quotient is similar. And in fact, Nazare might have more power. It, they're both deep water waves. and And if one or the other wipes you out more is negligible. I think yeah. they're both just hell rides. But I think what you're trying to get at perhaps is, kind of what you mentioned already that connor's wave is just more relatable because it's looks like a wave that we ride it's just on a much grander scale i mean it's a it looked like you know g land or whatever you know it just looked incredible and it, and again you can kind of picture yourself okay yeah I, I, here's where you do a bottom turn and here's where you snap under the hook and here's where you grab your your rail and you set your line and you ride high and oh you better ride higher here and you know and here's where you cut down and fade and those things just don't happen at Nazare. Nazare, you're just on this bumpy thing and you're kind of going along and you're its like, you know, it's, it's more like almost like four wheel drive. I don't know, but it's just not relatable. And I think that's, you know, a big part of I think what you're trying to get at.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw, I didn't read this article, but maybe you did. I should have read it, I meant to. It was on Beach Grit about some fights that happened in the water at Nazare and I did see some footage of two surfers actually um not quite colliding but like the surfer in front kind of took the path of the surfer behind so the surfer behind got I think the surfer behind might have been Nick von Rupp got caught in the wake of the front surfer and it disrupted obviously his traction and he just ate crap going 100 miles an hour so there were a few uh, hang-ups like that in the lineup because it's obviously pandemonium and there's multiple teams in the lineup. But that would actually make it more interesting. I wish I would have read it because hearing about drama that unfolds in a scenario like that would be the most interesting part.
1: I agree. I didn't know about this. I'm just pulling it up now. But I mean, this is, now we have conflict. Now we have yeah. a TV show. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Well, I'll have to look into this, but yeah.
0: Which by contrast to Connor McGuire's wave in Ireland, Connor was like, I just wanted to make sure, I wanted to take every precaution and mitigate risk so that I didn't put any extra burden on local hospitals who are like dealing with the COVID crisis right now. (laughs) That That was Connor's quote.
1: Hey, do you want me to read you this beach grit thing that Chaz wrote? Sure. Good luck. Okay, <laughs> Okay. so this is what Chaz wrote about the pandemonium at Nazaret. Uh, yesterday, a fight broke out in what is being called the biggest Nazare ever. The lineup was packed with the who's who of big wave mm-hmm. folks, including Kylenny, Andrew Cotton, Nick Van Rupp, Carlos Brule, and Sebastian Stutner. Very exciting action, et cetera, but things got too exciting when a ski, maybe piloted by Ramon Navarro, went straight for the aforementioned Von Rupp for allegedly dropping in. Then Carlos Burle got in a punch out with Christian Fletcher's favorite German, I guess Sebastian Stutner, for allegedly the same infraction. Then the driver of one ski pulled up alongside another team's ski to talk to the driver about etiquette. The surfer on the sled behind stood up and jumped on top of the other driver. The surfers were were rumored to be Justin DuPont, Maya Gabiera, which was later denied by DuPont, who said, my team were not involved in any of the fights or trouble during the swell. All the while, 60 foot plus waves are detonating. Witness- okay, <laughs> then if we go into chasm mode here, witnesses on the rocks were said to be openly, <laughs> okay, this is pretty funny. <laughs> witnesses on the rocks were said to be openly weeping. <laughs> Turning tear stained cheeks toward, the, <laughs> I can't even read it without laughing. It's pretty bad. Toward the heavens and pleading for the bad behavior to stop. That's that's good. Chaz, good work, man. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like he was on the ground there witnessing what happened. Um, yeah, that's pretty gnarly, right? Oh, like, but tensions clearly run high if you're in that scenario. Yeah, and uh, I can see a punch up happening for sure.
1: Yeah. That's crazy stuff. Gnarly. Gnarly. Surfers are the
0: worst. Let's get Ramon on the blower. Let's get Ramon's side of the story.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) By the way, surfers are the worst t shirts. I'm picking them up today. So I'm going to have surfers are the worst t shirts. And um, I think I'm just going to sell them for like 25 bucks. If you're interested, just PayPal me. um, 25 bucks. And that should cover everything. And I'm probably only going to be able to send them. Uh, to the US I don't unless you want to cover shipping to wherever you're you're at, but anyway I'll have more info on it later. I didn't mean to bog down the podcast, but I'm excited to pick up the new shirts. Surfers are the worst.
0: People want apparently,
1: them. Apparently
0: toe surfers are the worst. No kidding. Um, all right. Well that's all I got on the toe surf challenge. I do you have anything yep. else or shall we transition? No go ahead. Transition. Did you see the trailer for Andy Irons and the Radicals.
1: I saw it, but I did not watch it.
0: Uh, is there a reason? Yeah. Um, part
1: of me was, my actually, my reason was, um, I don't, I, I my, my real reason was I'm going to wait to watch the whole movie. Like, when I went to go click on it, I'm like, I don't want to see the trailer. Just call me when it's ready and I'll watch it maybe.
0: And what is the maybe and what are you not saying? What's the real reason? No,
1: that's kind of the real reason. And
0: I'm kind of, I All feel right. like,
1: I feel like the Andy Irons story is over. Like I i get it, you know, like we get like, and so I guess I don't even know what this is. I'm just assuming this is a bunch of guys surfing that are inspired by Andy Irons. I don't know.
0: I'll give you the backstory. And then uh, I want to tease apart what you're not saying. Okay. But Ashton Goggins is behind this or stab magazine is behind this project. Ashton is directing. I suppose, I don't know if he's actually labeled as the director, but he's behind the project and he's been working for the last year, um, with all of Andy's kind of peer group to compile a bunch of never before seen footage, like go to the, go to Corey and Shay's house in Florida and be like, Hey, do you guys have any old videotapes that never made the cut for the lost films or whatever else? And so he's actually, compiled all of this never-before-seen footage of surfing. Now they're doing a bunch of interviews with all of Andy's peers to kind of fill out, you know, the context and the documentary. And they're putting it together into a new movie. It looks like it's supported by Billabong. That'll be available through STAB. It's a documentary. It's called Andy Irons and the Radicals. Are we going to learn anything new? Well, this is from the comment section on STAB, And the person said, literally, every interviewee in this trailer said, quote, he partied, took drugs, fought, partied more, yelled at people, had a big ego, didn't give a crap about anyone, then he partied some more, end quote. Ashton, this is a story about Andy iron (laughs) surfing. So I think that person's quote kind of sums it up. My first thought as I watched it was, God dang. Andy Irons surfing is so radical. Like I just want more. And so if you're going to give me more Andy Irons footage and a lot of it that I've met ne- or most of it, I guess, that I've never seen before, please. And thank you. I will accept it. I will love to watch it because it would have a place on today's world tour. It's that good and that radical. But my second thought was once they added in all of those interviews with Bruce and whoever else, my second thought was, God, can you actually damage somebody's reputation post-mortem? Because I feel like every subsequent thing that we see about Andy, rehashing the things that we already know, diminishes my appreciation of Andy. You know? And I know that that they're truthful and that you wouldn't want to have some flowery version that isn't accurate. But I also feel at a certain point, to what end? Who is this for? Is this for you guys to elevate your profile and for you guys to earn, you know, some money off of, or is this to shine a light on the legacy because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need any additional light shined or attention? Or if it is going to be, if the point is to show all this uh, unseen footage put out a video that's Andy Andy's unseen footage and yeah. let it speak for itself.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, it does feel like maybe it's, um, low hanging fruit, you know, like how can we milk this thing? I don't know. Look, here's the thing. This is what we love about Andy Irons. His surfing is incredible it's raw it's all the things that everyone's ever said about andy it's raw it's spontaneous it's powerful it's stylish it's just insane just yesterday my son showed me a video of andy doing a bottom turn he's like dad just look at this bottom turn and it was just the most mind betting incredible
0: top to bottom turn ever was it just at a big barreling like cloud break or something yeah yeah Yeah, how gnarly is that yeah and he takes off like right where it's gurg- like a big old barreling whitewash coming out of the barrel, and he takes off kind of on the shoulder of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that footage is gnarly.
1: So there's that part of Andy, right, his surfing, right? And there's so much great footage out there already that, look, I'm just going to watch the great footage, you know, and maybe some new new footage that's on the cutting room floor. Maybe there's some cool stuff, but there's so much good A-level, A-grade stuff out there that if I want to get that part of, of surf stoke from Andy surfing, I can do that without a new movie and then the other part is this quote-unquote dark the dark side of Andy you know like and I think that story's been told it has. I get I get it you know and so then to continue to uncover the dark side of Andy um, is kind of what you're talking about like does it does it do a disservice like because really when you boil it down Andy's just like you and I and everyone listening we, we just want the basics. We just want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. We want to be able to love others. You know, like, it's pretty simple. Life's pretty simple. Like, you know, like, we just, we, you know, it's, and I don't know, man. I think you're onto something. I, I just, I hope, look, I want, here's the thing about creative endeavors. Ashton's a smart guy. He's very creative. And and he's probably putting a lot of energy into this. So I don't want to sit here and poop poo what's happened, what they're putting out. I haven't even seen it. But I feel like that story's been told and I would be surprised and maybe I'm wrong. If they can uncover anything else that I don't already know, unless they're going to go into some like deep dive on an autopsy, which I don't really give a shit about.
0: He's dead. Yeah. That's all we need to know. I don't think there needs to be any talking heads in this at all. I think getting out of the way of Andy surfing is the best way to venerate his, talent and his legacy like period end of story yeah. if you yeah. come if you if you went through all of the work to unearth the footage the best possible thing you can do to it is set it to punk music and let it roll
1: yeah and you know um what was the movie um kissed by god or whatever it was yeah, is that it, was what it, was called? yeah. it was awesome it was very well done yeah and i don't think that there needs to be you know
0: you're not going to, yeah, they're not going to, they're not even trying to do that again, but they're ultimately not going to be able to tell that story better than Kissed by God did.
1: Yeah. And and again, maybe, maybe this is going to be really good and I'm going to eat, eat crow. And I hope I do. I mean, who knows? I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm not here to, again, I'm not here to pass judgment on it, but I sense that I don't, you know, I'm not clamoring to go see it.
0: Well, you and I will eat crow not even eat crow, but we will watch the footage. We'll watch the footage and be like, holy cow, that guy he would, great. would still win a world title today. Like it's yeah. gnarly.
1: Yeah. He's in that rarefied era with with Tom Curran and Kelly Slater. And um, probably if you went, and Jerry Lopez, right? If you went back to a couple generations, there's just guys that are sort of the Mount Rushmore of, of our surf culture. And, and it's a crowded mountain, by the way. There's there's a lot of guys I've left off. I mean, it's actually an interesting question. You only get to choose four guys for the Mount Rushmore of surfing. Who are the four guys, David, on the spot? I just put you up there.
0: I mean, I can't do it on the spot. I have to add legacy guys in there. But all my mind immediately thought new guys. Kelly, Andy, John John, Tom Curran. No, but, no, no. But I know, no, I, know no. I know. I know you got to add – Nat Duke. Young.
1: Duke. on a mocha. I know. So Duke, right? Then you go. For sure, we're putting Tom Curran on there, right? Yeah. We got Duke, Tom Curran.
0: You got to have um, Kelly. You're an 11-time world champ, you can't <laughs> not have Kelly.
1: Okay, Kelly. So we get one more spot. There's no way to do it. No, there is. Just think it through. Okay, the one other spot, it could be between Jerry. Lopez, right? Andy, right? Um, I would argue
0: Tom Blake. That's – now you're factoring in, like, the contributions that they made to the sport rather than surfing, oh yeah, it's, and, it's surfing Mount talent Rushmore. and all. I know. i Mount just, Rushmore. We're going to have to define a more specific criteria then.
1: Dude, the criteria is Mount Rushmore.
0: That's so he had to criteria. be a president? <laughs> you know, like like the criteria is their surfing ability or the contributions they made to design where Tom Blank would certainly
1: well, get. I would say, okay, so both, right? I mean, you know, I mean, all of a sudden now Andy's not on there. No. And maybe, and maybe either is Tom Curran.
0: It's hard to overlook current. I, mean,
1: I mean, now you're like looking at. i maybe I'd go Dick,
0: Phil, Dick Brewer, Brewer, Phil Edwards would, yep. have a place. Nat Young would have a place. You know, I've got But is really, this American only? Because this is Mount Rushmore, so it has to be American. <laughs> no, no, it's it's going to it's
1: going to exist like somewhere like, Ponape in the Western Pacific or something. Here's a really controversial one, Mickey Dora is mickey dora on mount rushmore in uh
0: look hate to be blasphemous but i would have to say no okay mickey dora represents an archetype and he surfed amazingly you know but he didn't it wasn't ground the groundbreaking stuff that he was doing was more cultural and like archetype related. It wasn't, he wasn't redefining surfing. He was redefining what it meant to be a surfer, I would say.
1: Yeah. He's almost like if there was an anti-hero Mount yeah. Rushmore, he might be on it. But, um, but I think this is a fascinating topic and, and um, it's one where you need like guys like Matt Warshaw. And I mean, uh, there's so many guys in our in our sphere that could chime in on this and have good takes. But I really do think we should try to develop the Mount Rushmore. Of course, you know, you're going to eventually get guys go. Why are we limiting it to four? You know, and this has already been done. It's called the hall of fame and, you know, but the Mount Rushmore is like the hall of fame of the hall of fame.
0: Yeah. But honestly, Mount Rushmore, we could have come up with better options for that the actual stone structure you know like if we now with the hindsight benefit of hindsight would we have picked those four figureheads on mount rushmore
1: i mean it depends who's picking i guess look here we go here we go back into politics (laughs) why isn't abraham lincoln up there you know like okay if you put abe up there who would you take off i don't know well the the sort of the super controversial one is teddy roosevelt Right, because he kinda of had that he was very imperialistic and you know, he went down to the Philippines and took over. And I think he was involved in taking over Hawaii, actually. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm, so, getting, maybe I'm ag- getting my history wrong here, but so
0: we're using Mount Rushmore as the paragon, but that is probably yeah. a flawed example, a fall a flawed um, thing to aim for, anyways, you know?
1: Well, the idea, let's look at it like this. The idea is look, you get to pick four figureheads, four icons of surfing the culture and sport of surfing the whole thing not just the sport yeah the whole thing you know and what four figures and they don't have to like that's why i think mickey's kind of interesting because they don't all have to be like these full-on heroes mickey in many ways represents the sport better than anybody because he's basically flipping everything off and going you're all fucked i'm going surfing And in a way that's sort of what we all kind of wrap our heads around and and embrace whether we like it or not. When we go surfing, we're like screw society for a few hours. I'm just going to go get wet and rinse the shit off. And and that's, that's sort of what Mickey was, you know, I mean, in some ways you could say that was what his character was about.
0: I'm fine with those parts of his character, the criminal history, (laughs) the criminal history um, makes it jump the shark for me
1: okay, what is this criminal history besides bank fraud? Like, that's not so bad. Is it? It's not like he's got any kind of like. You know, there's a long like there's,
0: list. There's a long list of aggrieved um, co-conspirators who got ripped <laughs> off along the way that might. Okay, uh, let
1: me ask you this. You drive up to the Mount Rushmore surfing with your kid and you point up there and you go, and he goes, why is Mickey Dora up there? <laughs> Are you like, this is why? And you're like supporting it? Or you're like, yeah, that was kind of lame. Let's move on.
0: Yeah. um, You know what would be an interesting, would Laird fit up there? Wow. Laird could almost take Kelly's place if you had to have a guy from the modern era. So say we have Duke yeah. as like the pioneer. Yeah. You got Phil Edwards as like yeah. bridging the gap to transition to shorter boards, like whatever. You have to have somebody in the modern era that could be Laird, it could be Kelly. It could be I don't know if Tom fits in the modern era or not. It could be John. John. I think Laird might represent. He could. What? I mean, what, what is what that? Th- what
1: we're shooting for? Are we? Are we shooting for somebody to represent that era, though? See, because when you said that, I was thinking to myself, well, then we need somebody to re- represent board builders.
0: Right. And so somebody.
1: That guy. I think it could be Rennie.
0: Interesting. I think Rennie
1: Yater. That guy's character is—he's a hard—he's like a man's man, hardcore worker, blue-collar guy, quiet. His his character is um, unimpeachable.
0: Avoids all, the limelight.
1: Avoids the line. He's like kind of like he's like perfect. Yeah. Who else is in? Like so, we've got Duke and maybe Rennie and maybe Laird and probably Tom Curran. <laughs> I'm going back to Curran, man.
0: Could who's
1: be. a better who's a better board builder to represent that whole vibe than
0: Rennie? Nobody. I, well, mean, I Brewer, mean Brewer. There's there's a bunch of guys who could equally kind of fill it. Brewer, McTavish.
1: Yeah.
0: Wayne Lynch. I mean Wayne hasn't built probably as no. many boards as yeah. Later, no, but
1: Mc, McTavish and Brewer are right there.
0: So yeah, I don't know. I've exhausted it on the spot, but we could do a deeper dive for sure. Yeah. Uh, You know what we did not discuss in that conversation is any female figureheads. Uh, And I would argue that the next kind of generation will be led by females. Like this Sierra Kerr just signed with Volcom. They announced it yesterday. Sierra Kerr is the most marketable surfer in the world in 2020 period and moving forward and moving forward for the next yeah. 10 years. I don't see anybody coming close.
1: I'm concerned for all these kids, like their mental health, frankly. Mm. Now, now, Josh and Nikki are great parents, so Sierra is going to be fine. Um, but, you know, look, the surfing space is littered with red hot kids that were, you know, the next great thing that, that washed out either – by their own doing because they're just over it and they want they want their lives to go in different directions or just through, you know, horrible management and they got too much too soon and things went sour and,
0: uh, you know, so I don't know. I like this take, but I'm going to, and it will happen with, I'm sure, endless number of kids, but it won't happen with these names that I'm going to mention now because of exactly what you said and that's parent tutelage. Yeah. So. Aaron Brooks uh, is this unbelievable surfer. We've talked about some of the way uh videos that she's put out doing airs in Waco, getting barreled in Nicaragua. She just put out a video with Jackson Dorian. I saw in, it.
1: I watched it yesterday
0: in Nicaragua. Yeah. And guess who made the movie? Shane. Shane. <laughs> Jackson Jackson Dorian's dad, yeah. Shane Dorian, put together the video. Aaron Brooks absolutely killing it. Same thing, Josh Kerr has been in the mentor mentorize for two or three weeks now with a group of kids, with Sierra Kerr and a bunch of other kids. Uh, I forget the other girl who just got shacked out of her mind. Um, they posted that clip yesterday. But th- he's there ushering in this new generation. I mean, who could you want as a better mentor, coach, travel partner than Shane Dorian and or Josh Kerr? It's perfect. And And how, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you go. I got another point.
1: Well, well, what I was going to say is, and how great is Jackson Dorian when he's interviewing him?
0: Oh, I know. The the guy's
1: like an adult, the way he like handled those questions about school, like Shane's pointing the camera at him. And he's like, so how's homeschooling going for you during the COVID? And he's like, you know, he's just very reflective. And he just, he was like very honest. He's like, you know, it's going good. I mean, he just, I don't know how old Jackson Dorian is. What is he, 14 or something? Eight. Eight? No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's 14. <laughs> he seems more mature than I am, which I granted know. isn't saying much, but there's no way I had my head on my shoulders like that kid
0: does. Like, he's got good parents. And he and serves most- better. And he serves better, well- too. Like, you know, he's <laughs> doing crazy airs, every variation, both left and right, and getting shocked out of his mind. That that part of it's cool or whatever. I'm kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. there's a million guys
1: that surf. Like to me, I was, first of all, I was more intrigued by Nicaragua. I don't know about you, but I was literally on the internet trying to figure out a round trip ticket to Nicaragua yesterday when I was wild. I'm like, you know what? I should just go there. And I started typing up. Blah, blah. So the waves excited me. Of course, watching the guys, you know, Jackson and Aaron and surf was cool. They, they surf great. But it was the waves that were the stars for me. And, but, but it's really the kids' personalities and seeing them as, as young, smart, you know, young adults almost like, you know, young teenagers that have just got their shit together, you know, which is a reflection of the parents. Yeah, exactly. And I enjoyed that part of it.
0: I think um, Shane and Josh understand the value of world travel, like all of the benefit that can come from, travel and being exposed to culture, but they're also smart enough to where it's not just going around the world on a bender and just trying to surf your brains out. It's like these kids are actually benefiting from the ultimate lifestyle and focusing on health and fitness along the way. I think it's genius. I think one other detail here uh, that might have expedited or like kind of amplified their trajectory is the year of the virus it's covid kids are immune (laughs) you know it's like the rest of it's literally like i was saying a month ago that like the youth are the ones who create the best music of all time it's all people under the age of 27 you know all the biggest technological advancements have been done by the youth like all of these explosive creative endeavors happen when you're young because as you get older you get cynical and you start recognizing perhaps false boundaries in your life and you don't try as hard and you just kind of kids don't understand any of the consequence of failure and they run faster than anybody at the finish line so that's what these kids have going for them propped up by parents with resource and values in the right place And then the expediting factor is the year of the virus. It's 2020, you know, Idolo Ferrer is sitting at home. John John Florence is sitting at home. They're still surfing and all that sort of stuff. But these kids are immune and they're traveling around the world, going on boat trips, going to wave pools and and, uh, filming all of it and posting it on the internet and gaining market share and learning faster than anybody.
1: Let me ask you this um, regarding – Josh and Nikki's child, uh, Sierra, um, I'm going to give you three scenarios. Does she become a, a professional golfer, B, a professional surfer or C goes down some completely other path that, that we're not even considering right now. Like, like maybe she becomes a doctor or she goes down some path of academia. Where she's she's done surfing and skating and golfing, she's done it, and, and and now she's nineteen and ready to go to college and experience something totally different, and and like I could see that happening, like with you and I, we're like, oh my god, I can't get enough of this surfing thing, you know, but when it's force fed to you as a young kid, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that was fun, I did it. How about little league? Let's try soccer, you know, like you know, like it wouldn't surprise me if she was like you know, an ambassador to China when she's 38 or what, you know what I mean? Like she becomes a lawyer or something.
0: It's an interesting thought. Um, I would think the most logical one of those options is that she becomes a professional surfer, but maybe she doesn't do it for 20 and 30 years. I've said this before and I, I think it's more true all the time. The more I think about it is Kelly Slater living in the fallacy that, (laughs) You, that you can travel the world for 20 years is unique to him and him alone. Like, I think everybody else figures out within eight to 10 years that we mature out of that. Like as growing adults, the fun of being 22 and traveling around the world just to surf is not that fun when you're 30 it's actually less fun when you're 35. And when you have a wife and or a kid at home who want your attention, it becomes even less fun. It now feels like a burden. And whatever Kelly has that propels him to want 12 world titles, uh, that and then that, that thing supersedes all the other values, that is a unique, rare thing that only he has. And I think he's gonna have to confront that that's just not the way that most human beings develop, you know? Uh, And he's going to have to kind of find an exit strategy. I I think think he's not forced into it.
1: Well, look, yeah, I mean.
0: But I think, so I think that, look, John John has really figured out a healthy balance, it seems, and I think injury forced him to. But I could see, to your point, Sierra Kerr doing the world tour thing and even winning two, let's say, two world championships. And by the time she's 22 or 23 going not as emotionally and intellectually fulfilling as it once was, I'm more interested in pursuing any, whatever it is, who even knows what it is. Maybe it's philanthropy, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And, um, look, I think about Natalie Portman. I don't know if she's won Oscars or not yet, but I mean, one of the best actresses of our time, she has a PhD. I think it's from Harvard in psychology, you know, and she, and she speaks Israeli, you know, and so, or Hebrew or whatever. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Is it Israeli?
1: Yes. uh, No. Uh, uh Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Keep going. Right. So um, (laughs) my point, so like that's, you're able to do both things. You don't have to do one or the other. You don't have to have a lifelong diehard commitment to the one thing.
1: That's kind of what I'm getting at is I think the parents are well positioned and in a place where they're like, look, here are these things that we do. Here's this, uh, like, I don't think Josh Kerr was a big golfer, but Sierra Kerr is a pretty damn good golfer from what I can tell. You know what I mean? And I I don't think think Josh-
0: Yeah. Josh, I mean, I'm
1: I'm not saying he doesn't play golf. I'm just saying he was on the world tour or whatever. Like he was, that wasn't. So what I'm getting at is that I think the parents are giving them so many options that it just another option, which might be, you know, going and getting a law degree or whatever it is, you know, who knows what it, maybe it's a fashion thing. I don't know. But I mean, like I could see Jackson Dorian being like a construction guru on the big island, just like having a big truck and just being a local on the big island and killing it in construction. And, and that's a, killer life man there's you know what i mean like strike while the iron's hot for sure if you're a young surfer and get your dough you know between 16 and 20 but you know and your life's not long there
0: this interview uh stab magazine did a little interview with josh kerr about sierra being sponsored by volcom and josh said everything right exactly like you're saying it he goes we're not forcing it she can do whatever she wants even in the contract volcom doesn't require that she surfs contests they don't require that she posts a certain whatever like she's available just to develop at her own uh, speed and rate and so I think that is all key because you're right the moment you force then it becomes there becomes a resistance to the forcing
1: yeah exactly
0: so I'm a big fan I'm a huge fan of Sierra and again like a big fan of the family now this relates to another big story Uh, three days ago Jordy Smith and his wife, Lyndall, gave birth to their first son, Ziggy, on October 30th, 2020, which, congratulations, firstly, but secondly, <laughs> Jordy's world title hopes are officially dashed. <laughs> this, this does not fortify Jordy to have a reason to go out and win a world title. I'd say that this actually diffuses some of Jordy's drive and ambition and desire for the world title that he has yet to achieve. But the silver lining is I think Ziggy will be a world champ in about 20 years. So there's that. Huh. If if Jordy follows the footsteps of Shane and Josh, which he should start immediately, Ziggy, world champ in 20 years.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, congrats to Jordy and his wife. That's good. I'm glad. It's good stuff.
0: Hey, best time to be pregnant and have a kid, right? You got nowhere to go. Spent more time at home than he ever has in his life, I'm sure, because of COVID. So,
1: by the way, did you dress up Sof- Sophie for Halloween? No, she had to stay home. Huh. My dog got skunked the other night, dude. It was gnarly. Literally? Yeah, like 12:30 at night. I'm in the backyard in my underwear with a broom in my hand, chasing my dog who's chasing a skunk underneath the stairs in my backyard. It's just full on hell. And eventually the skunk just nailed my dog right in the face. Oh, And my, my dog's dog squealing and rolling on the grass and just trying to rub it all off. And then, you know, I've got a, you know, I've got a stinky dog. My house still smells like skunk.
0: Oh my gosh. What can you do to clean it? Do you do the tomato bath?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Do you got tomato juice on you right now? Do you? Do no. You bunch, do you have like 15 gallons of tomato juice? I was <laughs> no, say, exactly. I, I, Nobody
0: I, does. In the middle of the night, where could you even go to get it?
1: Yeah, so we just used um, baking soda and like hydrogen peroxide, whatever else the friggin' internet told us to do.
0: And it didn't work? No,
1: it kind of worked. It kind of worked. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as it was, but. That's awful, man. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly.
0: Um, there you couldn't uh... Say shout a command to get him to stop chasing the skunk. There was none of that.
1: No, I was dropping f bombs. He didn't seem to want to respond to me.
0: I had a broom in my hand. Yeah, it's tough. So Sophie's really good about responding to commands. But if she's at the dog park like in full uh, like um play mode with another dog, you can't snap her out of it, you know? And so I'll notice as they're doing their little spins and fighting with one another, I'll notice there'll be just a split second of downtime where they're like having a face off and I can shout then and it'll snap her focus out of it. And then she'll listen, you know? Okay. And even if that dog comes biting at her, she'll still listen to my command, but it's just when she's in that frenzy, you can't, they don't hear anything at all. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, what mus- did I, mus- I-,
1: I got a musty moment. Okay. Um, so I just watched this, and one of our listeners sent this to me. He might have sent it to you too. It's a YouTube video called Greetings from Kehu Butler. And Kehu is a local Maori Kiwi surfer in New Zealand. He's a phenomenal surfer, great surfing style. And this is a cool little clip of him, but even better than that, it's it it lays out a lot of local Maori flavor. Um, underlying theme there of Of community and family and tradition uh, in the Maori sense. So it's a cool little clip. I think Quicksilver helped Kehu put it out, but um, really good ripping surfing and cool New Zealand trip and um, the whole Maori thing. And go check that out. That's my musty moment. Uh, Greetings from Kehu Butler on YouTube.
0: Yeah, um, I did not watch that yet, but I'm glad you mentioned it because Kelly Slater posted it in his stories and he said they did a great job with it. And he said he also learned a few Maori words watching it yeah so you got to appreciate that yeah. um by the way could you imagine a better place to grow up and live than new zealand no I there is either. no
1: better place to live and grow up than new zealand and i'm telling my kids all the time go to new zealand man. just go to new zealand believe it just trust me you're going to be stoked if
0: you do this i've never been but it has been on the top of my list for a decade now and uh i will for sure i'll spend time there in the future i it's, landed it's there unreal. one
1: time going going to australia we had to stop there and it was just landing at the airport was mind-blowing it was just like the most gorgeous thing ever
0: yeah yeah it looks unreal uh there's a series of films if anybody's interested in new zealand culture um it's called boy watch the film boy it's so good uh Taito Watiki or Wakiki is the guy's name he actually just got nominated for an Oscar for Jojo Rabbit so he's done a bunch of more popular films since then but his first film boy is so good oh, yeah. um that's not my must-see moment though my must-see moment I referenced earlier it's actually Kira Pinkerton 13 year old surfer getting barreled uh on that trip with Josh Kerr on a double or triple overhead wave, just the barrel of her life, soul arching comes out with her arms out, like mind blown. So Kira Pinkerton's clip on Instagram, we will post that on spitpodcast.com. Quick shout out to our other sponsor, Scott, Neat Essentials. You can see my brand new ultra premium steamer hanging next to my Simon Jones Morning of the Earth surfboard right there in the background. And my Neat Essentials trunks right there.
1: You know, what's interesting is I basically have the same exact surfboard and wetsuit that you have. I just realized I've got, you know, Yours is
0: the Ryan Segal version.
1: Yeah, but we both have these round pin twin fins and we both have these ultra premium need essential full suits. I just got both of mine.
0: I, and I bought a, mine. I
1: bought a leash as well.
0: I haven't worn mine yet. Have you worn yours?
1: No. Me neither. The water's pretty warm here.
0: It's getting colder. It just kind of cooled down a little bit, but not cold enough to wear the brand new suit. Um, My other suit, by the way, my other neat essentials, three, two, Sophie chewed. (laughs) Oh yeah. So the ankle is all frayed and I've actually been wearing that. But the great thing is, uh, it's on my right ankle, which I strap my leash to. So the part that's frayed, I can actually kind of just like tape up with my leash and it holds it together perfectly. But you never, you don't want to use your brand new suit on a day that you don't really need it you know you want that first crisp session to be in like icy water yeah i'm keeping that thing on ice until that's
1: that's a funny thing that's kind of true that's one of those little isms of surfing you know like yeah save the suit for that one first session you're just going to be so crispy
0: the milkmaid was like you got a brand new suit why are you wearing that old one (laughs) i'm like you don't understand i'm not gonna wear a brand new one in 62 degree water i gotta wait till it goes to 58. Dude, your girlfriend is forever now to be known as the milkmaid. I'm
1: sorry. When I meet her, I'm just going to go, oh, hey, Mrs. Maid. <laughs> <laughs> Should I call her milk or maid or milkmaid? Hey, milkmaid. You'll oh. notice
0: how big her forearms are, too. <laughs> oh, <right>? my
1: God. <laughs> oh, you got to go to David's Instagram and see that photo. Is it still there?
0: No, it's on my stories. It disappeared. Oh,
1: smart man. You're going to um, get in
0: trouble so shout out to need essentials for keeping us in business and keeping listeners stoked too. nothing but positive feedback from listeners um so my duke is 13 year old kai hall from south africa did you see this clip of him at nias on that freight train dude this 13 year old kid yeah drops in on this triple overhead drainer like not quite a free fall drop, but definitely gets some air in between the wave and the board pulls into this freight train and just gets blown out. He's a 13 year old and he traveled there by himself. A listener sent us this and he said, yeah, a listener sent us the quote from his dad and said, the dad said, I am so proud of this kid. He went on three flights by himself. He had to sleep for 12 hours in the airport just to get to this swell and to catch this specific wave. And he paddled out there and got it. So What a hero. That's kind yeah. of gnarly. Kai Hall. You watch this footage and you go, oh, my God, that's a gnar- That wave makes the cut for Instagram, period, no matter who is surfing it. it. You know, it could have been Tyler Newton, yeah. whatever, from Kauai. And then you go, oh, it's a 13-year-old kid from South Africa who traveled there by himself. So Kai Hall is the Duke. That's right. Uh, my question to you is, would you let your 13-year-old kid go on a surf trip?
1: Well, here's by the thing. Himself. That's what I was thinking, right? That's what was going through my head when you told me this.
0: Guaranteed
1: my wife would not ever let that happen, ever. I might. And then I would be, <laughs> and then I would be in the gnarliest doghouse ever, you know? But – My son is pretty adventurous, and he's the kind of guy that would just go. In fact, he's done it before. He's just like, screw you guys. I'm going anyway, and he would just go.
0: Well, the funny thing is you would never let him go on a surf trip without you because you want to go surf. It had nothing to do with you wanting to keep the kid from going.
1: It's an opportunity for you. Exactly. He's going to need a chaperone. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But he's 42. Yeah, I know. I don't trust him by himself.
1: Well, my Duke is for all of you that voted today, and more specifically, for those of you who made an informed vote. You are my Duke Kahanamoku. Well done.
0: Well, I would like to think that this will all be over and done with next Tuesday when we record again, but I have a feeling it may be in the court systems at that point and being recounted and um, both sides suing for various things. By the way, uh, I'm going up to Surf Lamar on Thursday. You're going to surf it?
1: Well, I get one wave.
0: Do you really?
1: Yeah, they've offered me one wave, so I get one wave. I'm going up for Surf Aid, the Surf Aid Cup. I'm on the board of directors there, and it's our annual fundraiser. And um, because of COVID, some of the big hitter guys like Doug Lees, the CEO, and Dr. Dave, the founder, they're not going to be able to be there. So there's one wave that opened up. So I'm going to have the full pressure of David Lee scales on me to um, make this ride, to to complete this way.
0: I applied zero pressure and you've been in high pressure surf situations your whole life. So I uh, trust that you will execute flawlessly. Is it a right or a left? I don't even know. What what board are you bringing?
1: I'm not bringing any boards. You're (laughs) going to borrow? I'm just going to grab a board. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Get somebody to film it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay see what happens we do have filmers
0: good good well, so what is the surf Aid cup SurfAid
1: cup is a chance for people to um help surf Aid international which builds communities in far off regions that need our help um, we offer a hand up not a handout we show people how to kind of get on their feet through farming through irrigation through um, sanitation uh, a mother's to child initiative which gets a mother's uh, and their kid up to five years old, um, healthy and ready to go. And um, research has shown that once a kid gets to five, he's not going to fade away and die. That's, that happens a lot in some of these remote areas. So um, this is a chance. People are paying big bucks to um, be at the fundraiser, to, uh, to ride some, some waves at Kelly's Surf Ranch. And um, it's a really great cause. And um, I've been a part of Surf Aid for a long time now. And I'm excited to go up there. I'm going to be the MC, so I'll be the one calling all the waves and blah, blah, blah will be a lot of blah, blah, blah going on.
0: I mean, man, it is well worth it to get one, one ride there, too. That's a great little bonus. Absolutely. Are you flying or driving? Flying. Cool. Yeah. Well, good luck.
1: Thank you, buddy. Okay, well, I guess um, what's the music? What's the theme of today's show that we do? Is there some voting? music dude How about-
0: I, blew, I blew it so hard last week we were going into um halloween i should have yeah. played warren zevon's werewolves oh, of london that would have been great that came on my playlist on on halloween and i was like god i love this song so much and i don't hear it nearly often enough can we play that in honor of last week's halloween I mean, it's
1: up to you. I was going to suggest "Fortunate Son" by Creedence Clearwater, but um, do whatever because you of, think
0: is about. in relation to voting. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll hit up. <laughs> we'll hit "Werewolves of London" next time.
1: Both great songs. Okay, boss. Until next time. Adios and aloha.